Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. I felt like I was intruding on a party that wasn't really mine. Now, I know that I was grafted into the Jews, their blessings, because I'm saved by Jesus, so I was grafted in. I understand that. And I also know that Romans 15 says that Gentiles are partakers of the Jews' spiritual blessings. It's kind of like when you you have your kids bring their friends over and all these teenagers come in the house and they raid your refrigerator and they're digging in there and they're tearing all the food out and you know, you walk into your kitchen and they're just taking all your groceries. They're like, hey man, you're kind of thinking, but that that's my fridge. That's my food that you're eating. Guys, as a Gentile, we kind of did that. We raided the Jews' refrigerator and started taking their blessing. But I kind of felt like maybe I wasn't really supposed to on this Passover thing. Like maybe it really wasn't my refrigerator to raid at that point, right? But then I found Exodus 12, 48. Now, Gentiles, listen to this. Listen hard. It says, when a stranger, that's us, the Gentile, the foreigner, when a stranger dwells with you and wants to keep the Passover to the Lord, let all his males be circumcised, and then let him come near and keep it, and he shall be as a native of the land, (laughs) which means He wants to keep it, circumcision, and he can be just like the Jews. He can be just like all of you, just like the Israelites. Now, circumcision, Ray, come on, wait a minute. Okay, Paul said in Romans chapter 2, those who believe in Jesus Christ are circumcised of the heart. It is a spiritual circumcision. And so now I attend Passover every single year. I never miss it. I'm looking forward to the one coming this weekend for me here in 2022. I'm ready because I get to go now because, first of all, my Messiah Jesus attended Passover, and if he did it, I want to do it, but also because I want to attend Passover because I have God's direct permission to attend. But what saddens me is that even with the Jews in Israel still keeping this feast, most of my Gentile friends have become so distracted by the sin of Jeroboam these alternate holidays that have come up specifically timed to replace the holidays that God told us to keep that my Gentile friends have almost completely forgotten about Passover. And generally, if you talk to them about Passover, they don't even know what it is. If you're a Gentile and you don't know what Passover is, I don't want you to feel bad. That's why I'm here trying to tell you about it. So just hear me out, okay? We'll get there together. In fact, not many people know that that Last Supper, which we called communion, that was actually a Passover meal, which we call communion today in our churches. The reason why I'm talking about Passover 
is so that when Friday evening comes or when any Passover comes from now on, you now have the opportunity to fall under God's obedience and keep it. You can now keep this memorial that God wants his people to remember. God wants his people to remember that he has saved his people from the bitter bondage of their sin. Gentile, are you starting to get it now? Are you starting to understand why Passover is so good? Now, when the Lord saw the blood of the lamb on their doorpost, then his terrifying destructive judgment against sin would pass over. In other words, those who were under the blood of the Passover lamb would not be condemned. They would be saved and they would live. 1 Corinthians 5, 7, for Christ, our Passover was sacrificed for us. Friends, the Lord Jesus, Messiah Jesus is our Passover. That's who he is. We have all sinned and God has to execute judgment against our sin because that's how he satisfies his law. God has to condemn sin. It's a terrible thing. It's got to be dealt with. However, me as a believer in Messiah Jesus, I am forgiven because I chose to get underneath the blood of the Passover lamb, Messiah Jesus. And so now the blood of Jesus Christ is now on the doorpost and on the lintel of my heart. It's a spiritual thing. It's, you, you don't go actually smear it on your door and your windows every Passover with actual lamb's blood. You don't do that. It is now the Passover lamb of Jesus Christ. It's a spiritual on the doorpost of my heart. And guys, I want you to understand that that now makes me marked. Remember, all these houses that looked such a certain way, but you got some bloody houses all of a sudden. You look different now. You're marked. But I I choose that mark. I'm glad to have that mark. It's okay for me to look different because I know that when God's judgment comes, it will pass over. It will pass over. Are you hearing me, Christians? It will pass over me, saving me from destruction so that I can live forever. 1 Peter 1.18, you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. See, Jesus was a spotless lamb. He had no sin. You remember when God said, find a lamb without blemish, you use that lamb, not just any lamb. It's got to be a lamb without blemish on it. Jesus Christ was without blemish because he had no sin. Friends, you can't be good enough to be saved. You can't buy your way out. You can't church your way out. Even listening to all my podcasts and all my radio shows is not going to be enough. I can't save you. Nobody can save you. There's only one way to escape the wrath that God has against our sin, and that is through Jesus Christ, the Passover lamb. This is why we all need to understand the Passover, because it is your very salvation. Friend, listen to me. This is big. Passover is your salvation. Passover is your Lord. Passover, our Passover, is the king that you claim in your life that you have given everything to, the king you claim to worship, your Lord, that's your Passover. Often when I talk to Gentiles about Passover, they say, well, but but that's a Jewish thing. That's just a Jewish thing. Friends, is salvation only a Jewish thing? 
I mean, hey, I want to be saved too. It's not just the Jews. I get to be saved as well. So that's why I strongly urge you to understand Passover and get under the blood of Jesus Christ so that the judgment of God will pass over you and you'll be saved. I want you to look again at Exodus 12, 11. And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Okay, while Egypt was in total chaos, God wanted the Israelites to be dressed. He wanted them to run, get ready to run, get out of there really, really quick. Now, there's something pivotal in this that I really, really want you to see. When God struck Egypt, massive death was absolutely everywhere. People were screaming, wailing, confusion, and chaos, because that was the judgment against their sin that they would not repent of. They would not leave it. But this would give the Israelites an escape window to get out of there, to leave, go, get out. Moses had pushed Pharaoh over and over, let my people go. Pharaoh would never let them go. But when God struck Egypt, that would be their chance to get out. And so God wanted them ready to run. That's why he said, have your belt on, your shoes on, eat this in haste, eat it quick. Because when once this happens, that's going to be your cue. That's going to be your chance, your opportunity to get out of here and leave. So what does this mean for us today? There's a lot of people who claim that they're under the blood of Jesus, but they have not yet left the bondage of their sin. Friends, think of this. The Israelites were slaves to Egypt. Egypt was their bondage. The Lord told them, when your Passover lamb is sacrificed, be ready to leave. You can't stay here. You've got to go away to be saved. You can't stay here where you've always been. You need to go out. If you really want to be saved by Jesus, understand that you cannot stay in your bondage where you've always been. You have to leave. When John the Baptist saw Jesus, he said in John 1.29, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Revelation 5.6, And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as though it had been slain. Friends, what I'm trying to say is for those of you who are still living willfully, in your place of bondage, you need to know that you're in danger of God's judgment. Oh, but I gave my life to Jesus. Then why are you still where you've always been? How come you haven't repented and left your sin? You can't stay there. You're supposed to have gone. The Passover lamb has been slain, Jesus Christ. Our Passover has been slain. And when God's wrath comes to judge our sin, you need to be under the blood of Jesus so that his wrath will pass over you to be saved. But understand that the partaking of this sacrifice means you cannot stay where you've been. You must repent. That means turn around and get out of there. You've got to get out of your place of bondage, and you've got to get out fast. Remember when I said that Egypt's condemnation is what facilitated Israel's escape? Friends, I want you to understand that Jesus' condemnation on the cross, that's what facilitated our escape so that we could escape God's wrath and be saved. Friends, whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, either way, 
We all need to understand Passover because this is God's way for us to be saved, and he has commanded us to keep it as a memorial so that we will remember it. This means we've got to cut out all the distractions of our life. Remember that other holiday that's out there trying to replace Passover? A lot of people are focused on something right now called Easter, and they're not thinking anything about Passover at all. Like I said, if Jeroboam was wrong for trying to replace Jerusalem's holidays with golden calves, which was Egypt's representation of fertility, then it's just as wrong for us to try to replace Jerusalem's holidays with bunnies and eggs. And by the way, bunnies and eggs also represent fertility. It's amazing how some things never change. The sin of Jeroboam is still out there trying to distract us to take glory from God, and God will not share his glory with replacement holidays that he never instituted that are not in the Bible. We showed, we read that. Easter is not there. That word is Passover. Now, again, before anybody blows up at me, I want to be clear, I am not in any way trying to discredit or diminish the resurrection. Easter, called Easter, you can call it Resurrection Sunday, and that's wonderful. I I know churches that call it Resurrection Sunday. I'm all for that. But this Easter thing, I will discredit that all day long, but not the resurrection. Please hear me and understand where I stand on this. In fact, I want to give you a little personal uh, background on myself. When I was growing up, uh, the most that I remembered that people would tell me is they always said that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, but that's all they would say. Jesus died for your sins, Jesus died for your sins, and he paid the price. He died, he died, he died. For some reason, nobody ever talked about what happened after he died. I never really got that part. And so to me, just hearing that Jesus had died, that did not sound like much of a big win. It sounded like a big loss to me. So where was the big kicker in all this? Where was the big victory? You got to look at what happened after his death when women went to visit Jesus' tomb. Matthew 28, 5. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. (laughs) Guys, that's the missing piece I never was told, that I never got that for some reason. Just like the sin of Jeroboam, that part had been replaced with other stuff. Maybe at the time I was thinking about bunnies and eggs and all that kind of stuff, but the resurrection thing wasn't really pronounced to me. We've got all these other replacement things out there going on in our holiday system. We've got bunnies and eggs and magical men from the North Pole that fly around the world and reindeer, which we know is not true. Friends, the Lord God is a God of truth. He's not a God of lies, okay? But when I heard that Jesus was raised up again from death, That's when things got interesting. That's when things started to make sense to me. So I thought, okay, Jesus died, but he didn't stay dead. Now that's something exciting here. He didn't stay dead. That's great. Good for Jesus. But wait a minute. What does this mean for me? Jesus didn't stay dead, but what does this mean for me? Well, then I found out in Romans 6 verse 9. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more, death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Now look at this. 
likewise you also. This means it pertains to you now. Jesus rose, great, but this means you now. Likewise you also. Reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And guys, this is where it finally clicked for me. This is where I finally got it. This is the big win that I was not hearing about. If death can't have Jesus ever again, then likewise, if I'm under the blood of the Passover lamb, then death can never have me again too. If death can't have Jesus again, death can't have you again. But friends, you've got to get under the blood of the Passover lamb so that his judgment will pass over you. This is the victory of our Passover. Jesus is our Passover. Passover is our way out. It's the way out that God gave us. Passover is God's plan of redemption to buy us back, to bring us out of the slavery of sin and into our own promised inheritance, just like he did for the Israelites. That's Passover. Now, friends, how many of you now love Passover? Those of you that made it this far, (laughs) you listened to me this far, you didn't shut it off, you're still hearing me. How many of you love Passover? And guess what? Passover is beginning real soon. For those of you watching this video, on April 11 is when I'm recording it now. This Friday is Passover. And those of you who are going to go to Passover with me, we're going to celebrate the festival together just like Jesus went. If you attend Passover with me, you're going to be eating bitter herbs this Friday evening, just like how the Lord told the Israelites to eat bitter herbs with their sacrificed lamb to remind them of the bitter bondage that God has all saved us from. And when we take these bitter herbs, we're going to drop them in salt water to remind us of the tears, of the pain of that bitterness. But now I have to ask you a question, and this is where I want you to be honest with yourself, okay? Have you been living willfully in what God's Word says is sin, not culture, what God's Word says is sin? Have you been in that? Has that been your choice to be? You need to understand that God will. It's coming. God will execute judgment on that sin, and if that's where you choose to remain, you're going to be hit by the chaos of God's wrath. He's not going to let it go on forever. Can you imagine an Israelite telling God, well, Lord, I love that part about getting under the blood, but I'm not leaving Egypt. I'll put the blood outside. I'll put it around my windows and all that. Thank you. And that's great. But I'm not leaving Egypt. I think I'm just going to stay right here. Can you hear how crazy that is? It was going to be chaos. It's going to be a mess. They wouldn't last there long. Can you hear how ridiculous that sounds? And so likewise, I want you to know that in order to get under the blood of Jesus for real, I mean for real this time, not why I said a prayer in camp when I was 16 years old. I'm talking really get under the blood of Christ. You have to be ready to leave. Get out of there where you've always been. You can't stay. You can't stay there. You must go and you must go fast. And this is not just a Jewish thing. Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Gentile. I'm so glad of that because I'm a Gentile. That means I can be saved. The Jews can be saved. He died for us all. Friends, Messiah Jesus is our Passover. He has risen from the dead. He has been resurrected. 
If you want to be raised up along with Jesus, like he was, then just believe in his name. John 2.23. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, during the feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs which he did. Friends, if you are realizing, I need to get right with Jesus right now, there's no better time to do it. You need to get right with the Lord God. And the people, it said here, they needed that they saw a sign to believe. If you need a sign, if Lord will just give me a sign, <laughs> if you need a sign in order to believe in Jesus' name, then perhaps that tug on your heart, maybe that's the sign. Maybe that's all the very sign you're looking for. Maybe you need to pay attention to that tug to get right with the Lord today, because that's the Father God drawing you to submit your life to Jesus. So today we read that God wants us to keep the Passover. And so if you want to do that, you can take what most Gentile Christians call communion. You take the grape juice and the bread, but I want to read you about that last, I want to read to you that last supper, Luke 22 and 14. When the hour had come, he sat down and the 12 apostles with him. Then he said to them with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover, Passover, this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. Friends, Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay the penalty for your sins and mine. We have both sinned. I have sinned big time. You don't know half the stuff I've done, okay? Don't beat yourself up over your past. I've got mine too. He died for our sins. He died because he doesn't want the wrath to fall on you. He put it all on his son at the cross. That's why Jesus died that chaotic, barbaric, gruesome crucifixion. That was him being the sacrifice that takes the transfer of your penalty from you to him so that he could be consumed just like the lamb was burned in the fire. He was burned on the cross under the fire of God's wrath. It was taken out upon him so that it doesn't have to be taken out upon you. Get under the blood of Jesus. Make Jesus your Lord so that the wrath of God will pass over you and you can be raised from the dead just like God raised Jesus from the dead too. Pray with me if you want this. Father, forgive me. I have sinned. I'm sorry. I did not realize, and I'm thankful that you came to save me. I accept. I believe in you, Jesus. Thank you for dying in my place. I give you my life. You are now Lord. You are my Passover lamb. You are not my Passover bunny. You are not my Passover calf. You are the Passover lamb. Thank you for dying in my place. I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just got saved today, according to that, you will be saved if you believe in that. Go to setforliferadio.com, drop me a line, and tell me about your, your little decision here that you made. It's not little, it's a big decision. <laughs> tell me what happened. I'd love to hear it. You are not worthless, you're priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. Thank 
you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.